0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kaye and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, September twenty-fifth, twenty seventeen. We are reading from the big book and we are on page one hundred and three, the last two paragraphs. Today's readers are Rocky I on the Twelve Steps, Lindsay. B on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Marie, J and Gina R. The reference number for yesterday's special edition, Sunday, September 24th, is 10,469. And the reference number for this morning's September 25th, 7 a.m. meeting is 10,470. OA's fifth tradition states, "Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message: the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Add a vision for you, big book study. Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. I will now
1: ask Rocky, I, to read the 12 steps. Okay, can you hear me? I can, Rocky, please okay. go ahead. All right, good morning.
2: This is Rocky, Recover in Tempe, Arizona. The 12 steps of overeating is unanimous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, Seem to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, make a
0: decision. Uh, okay, you're back. Go ahead.
2: Make a decision to turn our lives and our um, to turn our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God, ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. We are entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Rocky. I, I will now ask Lindsay B. to read our 12 traditions. Good morning, everybody. This is Lindsay
3: B. from New Hampshire. Grateful to be here today. Number one, our common welfare should come first 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Lindsay B. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share in what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 103, um, the second full paragraph, Someday We Hope. And I will ask Marie J. to read two paragraphs to the end of the chapter and then share. Marie? Thanks.
4: Kathy, can you hear me?
0: Yes. Thank you.
4: Okay. Great. Thanks. This is Marie J. from uh, Colorado and gratefully recovered. Someday we hope that Alcoholics Anonymous will help the public to a better realization of the gravity of the alcoholic problem, but we shall be of little use if our attitude is one of bitterness or hostility. Drinkers will not stand for it. After all, our problems were our own making. Bottles were only a symbol. Besides we have stopped fighting anything or anybody, we have to. Um, <clears throat> boy, I just love that that last paragraph because, um, you know, we've stopped fighting anything or anybody, and my problems are of my own making. I was such a huge victim before the program, and... Um, you know, believed that everybody was the cause of my problems. And I spent so much of my time um, in self-righteousness. I couldn't, I couldn't stop fighting everyone and everything. And I wanted everybody to know that they were the problem. I was right and they were wrong and I was superior and they were inferior. And the changes came really slowly in the program. And sometimes it was agonizing because I really didn't see how doing this work was going to change my marriage and change my husband. And I was really impatient, but everything did change and it changed because I changed. So nothing changed except me, but I changed and and how I viewed and experienced my life changed. And I no longer um, needed things to change because I was free from the chains of my own self-righteousness and from my own self-pity. And I was, I was just free from myself. And that's what it says on page 14. It's my favorite thing. You know, the, there was only one thing that could happen and that was to get to, to for total destruction of self self-centeredness. So I could show up differently in my marriage and I stopped fighting. I stopped. It, it just felt like magic. It felt like magic because it seemed like it just came and that I didn't really do anything because I couldn't tie the work directly to it. But I could start showing up in my marriage and my life in compassion and understanding rather than in self-centeredness. And I became who God intended me to be because my character defects were made visible to me and I found humility. And then I stopped fighting anybody or anything because I really came through these steps with a new me who God intended me to be. And it took time and it continues to be, you know, requires a lot of rigorous honesty because my disease is always lurking. It's always my ego wants what it wants. And through diligent practice every day, staying close to the work, which starts with my connection to God and being useful to others and carrying the message, I get to stay recovered one day at a time. And I don't, sit and rest on my laurels, because that's a really dangerous place. You know, I used to wonder why so many of the veterans of the program are on this line every single day sharing and sharing and sharing. And, you know, what makes them come back? I just, I, I never really got that in the beginning. And now I realize I keep coming back so I can help others get what I got just as I was helped. And in that process today, I don't believe the lie that I got this. I don't sit back and say, I've got this. I don't rest on my laurels. Every day is a new day to remain recovered. And every day I have to do the same things starting with higher power. So, my prayer today is that everyone on this line surrenders to the power and has a great covered day because that's how I have to live one day at a time. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you, Marie J. Who would like to share on these two paragraphs? Oh. Go to P. Shawnee B. Okay, Dorita P. Shawnee B. Beth B. B R, Ashley
5: R, P. Uh, Wendy M. Jim M Jim
0: Gina K. R. Wait a second. Beth B, I think it was. And. Yes. Okay. And who was. Charles, I think I heard Jim you. Um, Charles A. Jennifer C. Gina R. R. Okay. Um, I heard a man and a woman at the same time. I've got neither. Jim K. Jim K. And was there a woman? Ginger that- C. Ginger C. Let me tell you who I have, and you can tell me who I missed. Dorita P. Shawnee B. Beth B. Charles H. Jim K. And Ginger C. Who did I miss? Elaine B. Wendy M. Elaine B. And Wendy M. Let's stop
6: there.
0: Tina R. Oh, Tina R. Okay. Let's stop there. Okay. We'll start with Dorita P. Please go ahead, Dorita.
6: Thank you. Hi, my name is Dorita P. from Cleveland. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm really grateful to be here. It's a privilege and honor to be at a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Everybody do not get this opportunity for whatever reason, so I'm really grateful I have a seat here. So, yeah, someday someday, I hope that Overeaters Anonymous will help the public to a better realization of the gravity of the food or compulsive overeating problem. Um, yeah, so I'm grateful to be on this meeting because I just uh, thought of something. I'm going to the foot doctor. I, I broke my foot, uh, I guess, about four months ago now. Um and I'm going to get x-rays to see if it's healed. Hopefully it's completely healed, but if not, uh, I have treatment for it. And um, so I've given uh, the pamphlet. It's called, uh, I think it's called, uh, I think, To the Professionals or something like that. We have a packet to the professional, a whole packet, but we also have just a pamphlet. And I I'm, I think that it's a little more, um, I don't know, effective to just give the one pamphlet because doctors are so busy, you know, if they could just read the one little pamphlet, that would be good. And, like, if they ask me if I have to go back, if they ask me for more information, I'll give them the whole packet. Uh, So I've given it to several doctors, uh, but I just thought about it. I'm going to the foot doctor today, and I think I have one in my purse so I could give it to that doctor. And I'm just really grateful for this program, but, yeah, and this part right here is kind of what I have to work on, um, having an attitude of bitterness and hostility. Um, I Most of the time I don't have that attitude, but every now and then I'll get frustrated with maybe some people in the fellowship um, or family who know about the program but, um, you know, want to continue eating, and sometimes they – They try to provoke me, it seems, and maybe that's when I get hostile or bitter. But anyway, I'm just really grateful that I found the solution to my problem and I can just keep passing it on and it always helped me to pass it on. So with that I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Dorita P. Shawnee B. Please go ahead.
6: Hi, this is Shawnee B,
7: Grateful Recovered, Compulsive Overeater from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Um, I'd also like to comment on that line that, you know, someday we hope Alcoholics Anonymous will help the public to, to a better realization of the gravity of the alcoholic problem. And, you know, I think that we have this, um, this problem nowadays even more so with compulsive overeating. The world at large does not know of this disease. Um, there are so many people, first of all, who could be benefited from, from our uh, solution who just don't know about it and um and and partially you know the and medical professionals as well and you know i had an experience over the weekend where i was sitting with um at a social situation with a bariatric surgeon and um you know i didn't say everything that i would have liked to say um because i stopped fighting anybody or anything as it says later on in this on this page and um you know, it was just very interesting and and very sad for all the suffering people out there how um, our, you know, our disease is not well known. So therefore, the solution, you know, can't be found. And I I came into program the same way, you know, uh, thinking that um, food was my problem. And while food was Partially a problem. I had to put that food down. That's definitely um, true that I had to put my um, alcoholic foods down in order for me to grab onto the solution. But you know, once I put those foods down, that wasn't the solution, because my life um, was as crazy as ever. And um, I was a basket case, crying all the time and um, just not being able to deal with life as it was thrown at me. And it was through the solution of, Al- of Alcoholics Anonymous you know where i realized that bottles were only a symbol and i had to i had to grab onto the solution of the 12 steps and and work them like my life depended on it because it did and you know it's only through i have to remember that i have to i i just have to be an example and share my experience when when it's asked for and when it's welcomed and otherwise you know just wait for the right time to um and just lead by example lead by example and be be a walking big book because that's what this world needs we need we need walking big books to um you know to be an example and if you know people are looking for a solution that we can be hey you know i'm someone who the problem has been solved if you'd like to know what i did i'm available and with that i'll pass
1: thank you shawnee b beth b please go ahead Good morning, uh, everyone. This is Beth B., and I am a
8: compulsive over eater in Charlottesville, Virginia. Wow. Um, After all, our problems were, were, were of our own making. Bottles were only a symbol. Besides, we have stopped fighting anybody or anything we have to. Wow. I think I could be the poster child for this sentence or this paragraph this morning. I woke up feeling just very ashamed and I've noticed that uh, when I wake up with that feeling that is when I am at the highest risk for picking up and it's generally because I'm thinking poor me (laughs) poor me it's everyone else's fault and and then I become clouded because I uh Want to blame everything on everyone else and 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 that is a direct result of me having this disease that keeps me um, in the victim role um, and i've I've been working the step four, and so I am uh y- discovering uh slowly and it is a slow process for me that most of the things that I thought were the fault of others I played a role in those things too. And my use of food um, was only a symbol, it was a cover for the shame that I feel whenever I make a poor decision and I know what, and I, I and I do have a higher power in there. Uh, the voice may be very weakened um, because of the food, but it's in there and, and, and it, you know, he speaks to me and he says, oh, that's probably not a good idea, don't do that. And I go ahead and do it anyway and then wake up with this shame that I didn't want to cover with my food. Um, I have been overspending our family budget the last few weeks, and I uh, feel very ashamed uh, of that. And and that is uh, something I'm going to have to work uh, an inventory on with my sponsor. But I wanted to share that with the line. Thank you for allowing me to share that because that helps alleviate my burden for the moment and uh anyway with that i'll pass
1: thank you Beth b jim k please go ahead can i be heard yes you can jim please go ahead
9: uh, this is uh jim k from uh, west virginia uh recovering a compulsive reader. um i just uh I want to say that uh, the, doing this uh, work in the Big Book has really, uh, really changed me, and it's still changing me, and I'm, I'm just so grateful for all the people um, uh, from uh, Visions who have uh, kind of helped me and guided me through this process, and it's just uh, just so wonderful. I'm just so thankful. Um, one of the things that strikes me in this particular reading is uh, about our attitude. Uh, it says an attitude... Uh, it's a little uh, attitude of bitterness and hostility is of little use. So um that's uh what uh this program has taught me is to lose that uh bitterness and hostility in my life and it certainly uh it certainly has helped and it's just such a good feeling to be uh kind to others and uh you know and uh, just uh makes me uh, feel uh, very happy. Uh, the other thing too I wanted to comment on is uh, the problem is our uh, was not of our own making. Yeah, nobody uh Actually, uh, laid me down on the floor and stuffed food in my mouth. So it's it's all on me, and it's uh, it's a really a good thing that uh, I've been able to uh, get that uh, under control. And then uh, lastly, uh, uh, someone said to me, uh, "It was probably my sponsor." Said, uh, uh, "Freedom is uh, uh, things." Uh, don't have to go my way to have a good day and uh, how how true is that for me it's just uh you know uh, sometimes uh things don't go my way i have a tendency to pout well i just uh turn that around and just uh, get back on the horse and uh, keep on going so uh thanks for everybody uh, for all their service and uh hope everybody has a good day and uh, with that i'll pass
0: thank you jim k ginger c please go ahead
10: Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for your service. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And I love uh, that very first sentence, Someday we hope that Alcoholics Anonymous will help the public to a better realization of the gravity of the alcoholic problem. And I just looked up the word gravity, and it says extreme or alarming importance, seriousness, And this is serious business because it's life and death. And I've just heard two extreme polarities with how this food is killing two separate people. One is extremely overweight, obese, and the other one is 66 pounds and not eating. And that is what we're dealing with a day at a time. This food addiction is rampant. And if we go back to page uh, 19, It says, those of us who live in large cities are overcome by the reflection that close by hundreds are dropping into oblivion every day. And this is, again, written years ago. So we know those numbers have just escalated that much more. And then the sad situation is that in even Overeaters Anonymous, we're at a 2% rate of recovery. So I just you know it just breaks my heart just all the people that are still in the quicksand today even and on these lines even in the rooms as we sit side by side. And so what's my most important thing to do but to recover recover recover. You know today because I'm recovered I have a light that can shine bright. And I love on page 83 it just says God show me the show me the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness and love. And I think love is the most important word because no matter what the question, I always say love is the answer. They need to feel our love and they need to see our light, that there's a way out of this nightmare. You know, many are dying in this disease. I didn't see it as life and death. I thought alcohol and drugs, clearly, yes, life and death. But I see it today with this food and it's horrifying. But again thank God for those that are recovered just keep your light shining bright because so many are counting on you. You know, and it's only God's love coming through you that you get to keep that this message alive that there is a way out. So um you know it's just sad being at the convention and seeing so many people this past week in Denver and just the pain and the reality that this disease is more alive. And um I'm just so grateful that today I'm still keeping on with you and doing
1: it a day at a time. So thank you. Thank you, Ginger C. Elaine B., please go ahead.
11: Thank you for your service, Kathy. Um, Elaine B. recovered in Massachusetts. I'm so grateful that I found this solution. And, you know, it is it is definitely my purpose, but also my prayer that others will. I've talked to people about to face bariatric surgery and the things that they've needed to do to prepare for that, and, you know, including having a food plan that they stick to um, and having support. And, you know, the support that I've received in this program, both through the fellowship but mostly through the access to a power greater than myself, is the only way I could do this one day at a time, this spiritual awakening that I've experienced as a result of the steps and continue to experience with everybody's help. And so what what is my purpose now? My purpose is to be of maximum service to God and others. And if I go around, you know, talking about, um, you know, this bad way of doing it or, or that bad thing or trying to put all my efforts towards political change or, you know, change in laws or governance governances, then I'm really not being of maximum service to those who share my compulsion. Um, and the other thing is, is I know me in this political arena, I can get pretty riled up <laughs> bitterness and hostility have, you know, risen to the surface, just watching a news show. And so, um, that's not the peace and serenity way that I really want to live, where I'm a maximum service to my higher power and to those about me. If I have that attitude of love and tolerance, if I can stand in a right-sized body, if I can extend my hand to those that are still suffering, if I can lean into someone who, just like Dr. Silkworth, is lingering long in the field of trying to help people who are recovering um, compulsive overeaters and I can share with love and compassion and appreciation for their efforts the work that I've done the miracles that I've seen um, through this uh, through this program then perhaps um, you know I can plan to see that someday may be harvested in them um, you know but My problems were of my own making. You know, the bottles were but a symbol. They were a symptom, just like my restless irritability and discontent, just like my dishonesty, my fear, my selfishness and self-seeking. And those are the things that I need to be on the lookout for today. I remember doing, um, you know, turnarounds on all the ice cream stores and convenience stores and all the places that I got my food, fast food drive throughs But you know what? They weren't my problem. I was my problem. So if I'm really trying to look at the solution and present a solution, I need to be less focused on what I'm eating or what others are eating than the real solution, which is what is eating me and how to deal with it in a way that doesn't involve compulsive overeating. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you.
1: Thank you, Elaine B. Wendy M., please go ahead.
5: Yes, good morning, Wendy. I'm recovered in Colorado. Thank you, God, for the absence I have today and for your service, Kathy. Um, so th- what stands out for me is after all our problems were of our own making, right, and, um, and uh, we have stopped fighting any, anybody or anything. We have to. Um, so what comes to my mind is, wait a minute right? I grew up in a household where I wasn't allowed to be angry, which I'm so angry about, right? And so I've carried this anger about how I can't be angry my whole life, right? Never setting a boundary, just to being angry, but I can't be angry. So this says, you can't, what I read is, you can't be angry, and that's not what this says. It says, our problems are of our own making and what freedom comes to me that I know it's my own making. Anytime I've been disturbed, I stop. I have a program now, a program of action, where I don't get to go pick up the phone and call that person and tell them how it goes or tell them what, you know, Yeah, you know, i got to tell them. Um, no, I have a program that says we're going to look at how you set the ball in motion, how you Got it going, how I did something, when he did something that had the ball in motion. It says we're almost always in collision with something or somebody. We are always in, not, not you, we, I. And then admitting he may be somewhat at fault, he assured that other people are more to blame. Always. I didn't know that I was walking through the world that way until I read that sentence. You know, and then it says... Um, we step on the toes of ourselves and they retaliate. So, again, what that gives me is freedom. I get to call my sponsor and, and say, Uh, I've been wrong. I keep score. I have evidence. I have photographs of how I've been wrong. Don't you know? And they say, that's nice. So let's look at your part. And the minute I get to look at my part, and more to the point lately, it's what does this remind me of? And honestly, when I went back last night, did the writing, went to God, and wept. And this morning, I don't have to start a fight. I can cease fighting everything and anything because I went to my part. I went to the pain of the childhood and released all of this. You know, it was just like a, a God fest last night. It was amazing. So there is a solution. There is a way out. but it's not so simple. It's not just cease fighting everything and anyone. And, yeah, you have a part. It's do the work, take direction, get released, and then I don't eat. And then I can be a beacon. I can be a light for somebody else who has my exact problem. And with that, I'll stop. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you, Wendy M. Uh, Gina R., please go ahead. Thank you so much, Kathy, for your
12: service this morning. Uh, This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. And just also want to give a special welcome to the newcomer who is wondering, okay, if all my problems are of my own making, what the heck do I do with this? And what I have been very blessed to get from working Um, The program this way by getting my nose in this big book and also helping others to do that is to understand what exactly my uh, part in all of this is Uh, bottles were only a symbol and what that struck for me this morning was um, empty packages strewn around me and Looking at them, wondering when am I going to get it. Um, whatever was in those packages never did the trick fully. It worked for a while, until it didn't. And what I'm understanding now is, I was feeding a low grade level of victimhood, and every time I would take a bite. Or feed a resentment. I was feeding that person who um, thought that the world was out to get her, that she was right about everything. Um, and now it's it's changed. So if the bottles were only a symbol then, then what is my symbol now? And if my, all of my problems were of my own making, then to me the corollary for that is okay. Then the solution. Is of my own making and that's where i do have a choice i may be powerless over that food and my higher power can help me not pick it up but i have to exercise my my own ability to um, I, I love what one of the fellows says we may be powerless but we're not helpless so i'm not helpless to do what i need to do um, if i find that i continue to Um, stay stuck in a character defect or um, have an attitude where I'm not willing to uh, take direction or hear some hard truth that somebody is giving to me, that's probably when I'm in the most trouble. So I feel like I'm going through a progression of I was born like this helpless baby. Then I became the blaming bully. Then I was the bossy helper. And then as I began to have this opened up to me, the solution opened up to me, I'm becoming the empowering ally. Then I can be a respectful leader. And then I become a conscious kid where I'm totally connecting with my higher power whom I choose to call God. And that's all I have to do for today. And make that choice of doing what I know I can do and then making sure that I am staying in in touch with that power and doing this with you all, shoulder to shoulder. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Gina R. Ashley P., please go ahead. Press star one, Ashley. Oh Oh. shoot. Is that you, Ashley?
13: It is. Sorry, I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can. Go ahead, please. Okay.
13: Thanks so much. Um, yeah, I'm really, really grateful to be on the line today. I'm really grateful to read these paragraphs. Um I my my sponsor always reminds me that when something is written in italics, it's really, really important. So I'm um really drawn to the the last two sentences or last three sentences, and actually that they were um, uh, that it cost more to to print in italics when the big book was written so that's but it just proves how important those last sentences are um, and just to piggyback on you know what what people have been saying this morning. Um, it's it's i think really scary to hear that my problems are, are of my own making when i when I first hear that it then it gives me the um uh, if if they're of my own making then I can actually do something about them and then I can let go of a thousand resentments um including my resentment at God because if they're of my own making then they're not they're not my problems aren't God punishing me. And, um, for a really long time that that's, that's what they were. Um, but it means that I can let go of that resentment and I can, I can move forward and, and do something about them. Um, and so what I think about is that what are my problems? My problems are that I'm an addict and that by nature I'm selfish and dishonest and fearful and, and self-seeking. Um, and that I fight. I mean, I, my whole life i thought that fighting was actually this really great thing that i did i thought that fighting proved strength and um it 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 was like this uh it it was a good quality of mine and and that is like one of the biggest changes in um my absence is realizing that when i'm fighting when i'm working that hard um that's that's actually me in in self-will so um the way that i think about this is so if my problems are of my own making and um and that i i fight everyone and everything then how do i let go of that fight and how do i begin to look at um rectifying those problems and and that's doing the step work um and um And for me, on a daily basis, or I try to do it on a daily basis, I don't always do it. Um, It's doing 10 steps. And um, I understand selfishness to be where I'm fighting, because selfishness means that I'm in self-will. So when I look at that, when I'm doing my 10-step, and I see where I was selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, or afraid, if selfishness can sometimes be a little bit tricky for me, so I think about where I'm pushing, where there's a lot of force that I'm exerting, and that clarifies it for me. Then I'm in my will instead of God's will, and and I'm in um, in selfishness. Um, so I'm I'm really grateful for um, the hope that that these sentences provide and also that the big book is always a constant text for me of of how to to get to that hope that it's promising because I I have no idea how to get there on my own. I, I need somebody to take Thank my you. hand and guide me. Um, and that's what this does. And with that I pass and thanks for being patient with me.
0: Thank you, S P. Okay, we have time for maybe three more shares. Who would on
3: like Sherry KB. KB? Lindsey
0: B. B? Okay. Lindsay B. Sherry KB. And one other. Sharon
5: R-S. R.S.
0: Okay, I heard Sharon, Sharon R.S. R-S. take one more in case. Isabel? Stephanie N. Okay, Isabel. Okay. Okay. Sorry to the others. Um, let's start with Lindsay B. Please go ahead, Lindsay.
3: Good morning, fellow visioners. Um, thank you for this opportunity to share. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater uh, on the road to recovery. Um, I just love these last two uh, paragraphs. You know, Someday we hope that Algon- Anonymous will help the public to better realization of the gravity of the alco- alcoholic problem. And as a person that's you know, been in this room for many, 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 many years and been through a lot of relapse, but one of these people that is still has, has been in a, a normal sized body for over 30 years now, i um suddenly occurred to me that you know i i I somehow still feel like i don't belong even though i absolutely know 100 percent i do and i was thinking my god how selfish it is that you know i start to get some good recovery and then i i don't get well enough to share my story and it is such uh i have such a responsibility and um you know all of our stories are so so valid and maybe you know I haven't become three hundred pounds, but my life I live a life as if I were four hundred pounds. my life gets so so tiny, and I get to a place you know after you know maybe a week of eating where you know being on this earth just doesn't seem such a it's not really what i what I want to do, and so I just am really really aware of um that uh I absolutely have to stop fighting anything or anyone and the thing that I fight most of all in all these years in and out of these rooms is the fact that I have to do this work every day and today I want to do it every day because quite frankly every morning I wake up feeling separate then and um, if I don't nip that in the bud right away I'm not a person that that eats in the morning, although I could see myself, you know, I can go there. But for me, all the while where I'm somehow white-knuckling it, that's the time where I need to be letting people know about my thinking feeling, making myself available for others because it's connection with others that turns that thinking around so that when all of a sudden four o'clock is here and the idea, you know, that eating will be a good idea. I haven't done my work so it's a setup so today so delighted to be on this meeting so actually looking forward to doing my homework before that was always like ah, I don't really need to do it leave it to the last minute and when the last minute comes my thinking thinking is already set in so um, I'm glad to be here and the other thing I've been thinking about a lot is contemplative and that word came up in uh, a sharing of the uh, um, special edition yesterday and that's what I need more of in my life, and I look that up. You know it's being thoughtful, pensive, reflective, musing, deep, silent prayer, all those things which I was so afraid of. And often because I go to those places, it just brings up emotion, and that's what I need to be feeling. Their emotions, they're not going to kill me, and they will pass. And with that, I pass. thank you.
0: Thank you very
14: much, uh, Lindsay B. Sherry K.B, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. Sherry K.B. in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Eye Reader. Thank you so much for your service, Kathy, and everybody on the line, and welcome newcomers. Um, I'll just jump right in here. Um, We shall be of little use if our attitude is one of bitterness or hostility. Drinkers will not stand for it. You know, this is a chapter about working with others, and so what this reminds me of is that my attitude towards um, another fellow when I'm working with them cannot be a bitterness or for hostility. I can't sit there and try to control them and tell them what they have to do and what they shouldn't do. All I can do is bring this message, not, not Sherry's message, but this message in the big book. And that one is of love, patience, and tolerance is our code. Um, and so I need to remember that always. Um, I had my share of sponsors who were not carrying this message. And so through working this book this way I've learned to carry this message and it works so much better. Yesterday um I got a call from somebody new who had said that they were going to be working with somebody and wanted to know how I sponsored and you know she told me that the person asked her a few questions and said okay uh you can skip 1 2 and 3 and let's just go into step 4 and I was I had to uh take a deep breath <laughs> before I said anything, um, because I just told her, I don't know if that's, I said, I can only share my experience and hope with you. This is how I do it. And I told her about the big book and what, what how I do it. Um, because that, that scared me to no end when I heard that, um, that idea of skipping one, two, and three, and just jumping right into four. So I have to have love, patience, and tolerance as my code. And it's so important to do this work and to be of service you know, because these are 12-step. This is a 12-step program, not 11-step program. So working with others is what's going to keep me uh, abstinent, keep me connected to my higher power and doing this work. Um, after all, our problems were our own making. Bottles were only a symptom. You know, and I would have never believed that my problems were my own making until I really did this work and really looked at my part in things. And uh, today I know that with my higher power's help, I can um, help, you know work and solve my problems and work with others and show them a way, how to, a way out and I'm so grateful for that and again we have to stop fighting anyone or anything we have to and I put I even wrote by it even ourselves um, because without this work I couldn't do it um, and that's why I'm on the phone bridge almost every day because I want recovery I want to stay in recovery and I want to to be of service to other people and with that I pass thank you so much
1: Thank you, uh, Sherry, K B. Sharon R. S., please go ahead.
15: Thank you, Kathy, and thank you to all who are on the line and all who have shared and all who share in this work of recovery with me. I am a recovered compulsive overeater, but I am still working on on um my recovery and on being what God has called me to be. Uh, What I wanted to share about this morning was that um, just this whole set of paragraphs are problems of our our, our own making. We stop fighting anybody or anything. I include that uh, myself with that. I um, stop fighting myself. I stop fighting who God has called me to be. I stop trying to be. Who I think I should be, and who I other people think I should be, and I tr- I walk through life. I loved uh, if you didn't hear the presentation yesterday; it was just amazing. And um, how just be, just breathe, and be present with life, and ask God to remove the fear of living, and allow the light of God to shine through us by. Uh, continuing in our program. Yes, uh, uh, Saturday evening I was with some uh, normal people, so to speak, if there are any, and I had to measure my food. And I thought at that moment, well, you know, these are people who are technically obese. And I am allowing, I am working my program, and I am doing a service to them even though I could pass as normal, as a normal eater, as someone who doesn't struggle with food. But I am weighing and measuring my food in their presence without shame as a way to say this is what I need to do to be healthy and to uh, be whole um, and to show that there is a gravity in the food addiction, as it says here, that um, this, this food so many people just eat, eat, eat unconsciously. They use it for for comfort. They use it, we use it for, um, to oblib- obliviate, you know, to, for, to stay in darkness. And um, we use it to stay isolated and disconnected and in a cocoon. But it is very unhealthy and it takes us away from the, from the light that God would have through us. Um, but, as we stay recovered and stay in this recovery, not only are we a testimony to uh, re- the recovered life of the compulsive overeater, but also to the world and to those around us that we can get beyond selfishness, dishonesty, self-seeking, and fear, which is so destructive to our communities and our society. We can be a light to the world, as Bill W. spoke in the beginning of of the uh, our book of recovery where in the first paragraph of the um, preface where he says that um, that uh, and besides we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all and we can see the light in the world not only in our in, in recovery, not only to other compulsive overeaters, to, but to society at large. That is where we go and that's why we don't take that first bite. Because if nobody is recovered, our world is going to the pit. And someone talked about you know our involvement in the world. Our best involvement in the world is our abstinence, allowing the light of God to shine through us, and not being afraid to lead to lead in our recovery and being present present in the world, and not working so hard, but okay. just relaxing in the power. All right, that's my three minutes. <laughs> Were you saying I needed to stop? Yes. I, I thought I thought I was watching the clock for three minutes. So if I went over, I apologize.
0: That's okay. that, I passed. Thank you so much for your share. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Isabel. We won't have time to hear from you, um, but hopefully you'll get to share with a fellow traveler. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Uh, Gina R., would you please read A Vision for You? Uh, Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
12: Yes, thank you so much. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.